0: You once gave me something, though I'm sure you didn't mean to. What you gave me is hard to explain. All I can say was that it stopped the flood of my own self for a moment, and left me shining inside, like summer moonlight. It happened the year we were seventeen, and I was new to your tiny town of Santa Rosalia, north of the Rio Grande. Everyone had said to stay away from you, That girl is a hard one, they said, and a round heels, too, which in those days meant a girl who went down easy for a boy. That's just what I wanted to learn from you, how to be hard and easy at once. I didn't know there was anything else to know. Then on that stifling Saturday, I let you tell your mamma you were staying the night at my house. Where should I tell my mamma I'm staying? I asked you. You looked beyond me. Wherever you want. I shut my eyes and saw my papa's face collapse and mamma's tears run down her cheeks if they found us out. Still, I went with you. You were working when I came for you. Both you and your mother, Felidia Garzon, sewing in worlds of your own. No one came when I jingle-jangled the bells to the dress shop. I had to walk through the empty shop to the workroom. And there you were, dear Ayala, sitting on a high stool, bent over your sewing, stitching your mother's leftover scraps onto the old parasols you got from anywhere you could. Felidia Garçon had the ears of a dog. Hello, Druan. She greeted me without looking up from her singer-machine. What will you girls do at your house on such a hot night? Before words came to me, you spoke. We're going to pray, mother. We're going to pray to God to make it Sunday so we can go to church and pray some more. Felidia Garzon frowned. I was speaking to Druan. She finished the seam and tore the thread with her teeth. Why don't you girls stay here and help me cut patterns? I could put the two of you to good use. You hopped down from the stool and put your sewing things in the basket and lined the parasol you were working on up against the far wall with all the others. We're going now, you said. Felidia Garcon went right on with what she was doing. Mass is at 9.30 tomorrow morning, she said. And don't take breakfast or you can not receive communion. You didn't reply. Without bothering to change your dress or kiss your mother goodbye, you walked out of the workroom. Felidia Garzón stopped me. Why didn't we stay with her next Saturday night? We could listen to the Vitrola, have some nougats. I'm not such an ogre, she said. No, señora, I mumbled my eyes on the floor for fear they might expose our lie. You appeared in the doorway. Are you coming? You asked with startling impatience. Bless you, I wanted to cry. You are my true savior. But when we were alone on the street, you turned on me. God in heaven, Duran, what did you do to your face? My hand went to my cheek and remembered. It's mamma's makeup, I mumbled. I had to put it on fast without the mirror, so she wouldn't know. You laughed that hard laugh of yours. You schoolgirls, you think that's what it's all about. You didn't even have the decency to watch me blush. You were glaring at the steaming evening that had come to suffocate us all. With a sigh, you took a small fan out of your bodice. It's too hot to live, you said, and found yourself with a sour look on your face. Come on, let's go, I begged. Damaso Montel is going to be there tonight. Do you hope Gabriel Frank is there? You said you didn't care. Or Roberto Soleri. You didn't reply, so I asked again. It's all the same, you said turning the corner on Obispo Street. I skipped to keep up with you. The Montel will be there. I saw him outside the hotel this afternoon in his waiter's uniform. He told me he'd be there. You kept walking.